these are the Purple Room Reviews. And this is episode three. And I'm going to be talking about Joey Badass and this new album, 2000. And the new track he has with West Side Gun called Brand New 911. Let's go. Getting right to it. If you don't know, Joey Badass of or formerly of or defected from Pro Era, the Beast Coast, from Brooklyn, New York. And this is his third major label debut. Well, I mean, third major label album, 2000. And it's been five years since his last LP, All American Badass. And, you know, if you have, you know, heard anything about or kept tabs, his first album, Before the Money, you know. But Joey Badass, his story starts with 1999, the mixtape, and Hard Knock in the music video, in the music video for Survival Tactics with Capital Steez, one of the, you know, sadder stories of hip-hop and music, especially when it comes to suicide and mental health. And I'm actually really happy to say that Joey gets into, you know, his side of the story when it comes to Steve's and dealing with his family and, you know, the whole crew as a whole, you know, over the years and back in 2012 when he went through that. But outside of all that, the lyrical ability and the songwriting ability, I, I, I believe those to be, you know, they're intertwined, but they're distinctly two different things. You know, when you say lyrical ability, it's the rhyming, the metaphors, and all that put together. But when it comes to songwriting, when you're listening to a song, how a lot of that flows and you know, the way it hits you. Capital C's, he rested a lot into the lyrical ability. And Joey did too at first, but from then to now, his song making and songwriting ability is, I might say, top tier for right now. And we're going to showcase brand new 911 with the fly god himself, West Side Gun. You know, Griselda, Buffalo Kids, all day, right? And this is the second time that they've collaborated. The first time being on Pray for Paris back in 2020. On 327, featuring Tyler the Creator and Billy Esco. And when I seen the feature back then... This is two years ago. I wasn't sure. But, you know, first instinct is, this is still both New York. Buffalo being the quote-unquote forgotten borough. But also Brooklyn being, you know, the quote-unquote number one, you know, New York's finest, right? And Joey, by that time, I mean... A lot, again, on 2000. 
you know, 10-year veteran, you know. This is after All-American Badass. He actually dropped the light pack back in 2020 as well. I think it was about somewhere in the summer or so. And it was a little EP. But didn't know how he would sound. But also him having not released projects, it's hard to kind of track what he sounded like. Because after All-American Badass, which I kind of skipped over right now, was the Beast Coast, you know, group compilation album or whatever. Um, Escape from the um, Beast Coast or whatever, right? And I had to rely on features a lot to get a sense of where Joey was and how was he progressing, you know, as an artist, you know, as a rapper and all that. But this is, mind you, he is flourishing when it comes to television. He's on Grownish, you know, playing himself, acting. He's on, um, I think it was Mr. Robot, I believe it is, on USA. He just capped an Oscar from his um, short film on Netflix. So he's a busy dude, and he also had his daughter, which, again, you hear all about on the album. But take all of that, and you mirror it with what's that gun, and Griselda, this is Benny, this is Conway. And, you know, I even put it in my notes that these are almost complete polar opposites, you know. If you've listened to either one, but you listen to West Side, you know that this is all coke rapping. This is art. This is that fly shit. This is grimy, dirty shit. And as dirty and grimy as Joey sounds, it comes from that outside looking in or, you know, second, third person point of view for a lot of things. But, you know, Life gets, it gets deeper as you get older, you know, you get wiser and situations become realer and, you know, for as much as we are all products of our environments, you know, different opportunities and different situations and how we, you know, respond or react to those, you know, it gives us different paths and, I like to think Joey, you know, he was able to, especially he got in young. He's barely 16, 17 when he dropped 1999. So he's right in high school. We were both in high school. Our birthdays are like four days apart. And, you know, he was able to funnel it early into the music. And, you know, dare I say, stray away from a lot of maybe the elements that caught Wes and... You know, the family in, you know, a different type of situation. And they still, you know, got to make the music and, you know, they're prospering. But, you know, it's hard to imagine how they go together sometimes. Especially just the type of music. Again, you know, Joey does get on some real, you know, grimy shit. But he also sings. And he's singing very well on the new album. You know. Westside croons, but the shit that he's crooning about, again, it's, it's, it's such a, a clash. But from 327 to brand new 911, they've established that they have a chemistry. And I, you know, was just doing some, you know, searches. I don't believe there's any other music you know, that they have together. So these are only two tracks that we know of. 
I'll say, that, you know, that is out publicly, they're, they sound even more comfortable. The first time was kind of like surprising everybody, so you get that benefit of the doubt, I guess you could say. And they both, you know, they matched. But that was Joey stepping into Westside's, you know, world, per se. He is the feature, along with Tyler. But Westside, you know, this is Joey's album. And, again, this is two years later. So, this also coming, you know, they're not still not the same guys they were, you know, two years prior. You know, they're a little bit more refined. You know, it's fine-tuned, as they say. And... Wes, he got into his more linear, you know, rapping and flowing. But he's still talking that shit. We still get the ad-libs. Joey's, you know, playing with some of his ad-libs too, you know, or copying Westside on his, or Westside is behind his vocals during the verse. But I'm excited to hopefully hear more of their collaborations, you know, and just tracks together or, you know, Westside curating something for, you know, producing something for Joey. Solely for the fact that they have a good feature to main artist chemistry. Now, before I go a little deeper into that, I'm not going to spoil the rest of the album yet, I want to either, I'm working on an article, but either, more or less, we're going to put another episode out, reviewing 2000 by Joey, but if not, please go listen to the album, go give it a couple runs, go, you know, cruise in a car, hit a party real quick, because he put his foot in that album, man, like, Again, I'm talking about brand new 911, but check out Zip Codes, Welcome Back, Show Me, Head High was a great single. Go check out Highs and the Lows. It's kind of, a, I guess, a group single. I think I'm pretty sure Chance is about to drop something. And that's probably another episode I can do when it comes to artists that feature chemistry. But Highs and the Lows, if you heard that, there's, I'm pretty sure I hear the melody. You know, somewhere on the album, I'll let y'all find that. But please go check out 2000 by Joey Badass because we got Diddy, we got Chris Brown, Kirk Knight producing, we got Jid, Larry June, and a lot other, a lot more surprises on the album. Please go fuck with Joey. But when I talk about artists to feature chemistry, I think a lot of people, you know, we get, oh, yeah, it's this artist, and they're featuring this, and oh, this sounds good, or it sounds bad, whatever. But when it sounds good, you're like, yo, I need this again. And maybe we get it, you know, one more time on the album, or, you know, like Chance and Joey, you know, I'm pretty sure Joey will end up on, you know, Chance's or Chance will probably have the full song on his, I'm assuming. But, you know, they trade and, you know, goes back and forth. But after so many times that people were like, yo, we want, you know, a group project or a joint album or whatever. You know, a lot of times might get a mixtape or I think a lot of people are doing EPs still, you know. Uh, Shouts to Jay Worthy and 
uh, G. Perico, Larry June, those cats. They do it in currency, of course. And it, uh, yes, they're doing it with um, producers, but you know, just solely speaking on artists, you know, it w- does work out. Let me just say that first. But I guess you could say in the more commercial or mainstream, a lot of these projects don't, you know, go well. You know, it runs the risk of, I guess you could say, cloud chasing or cash wrap. And of course, the core basis will eat it up and, you know, run the numbers up or, you know, does do what it needs to do. But all of that to say, I really like Joey and Westside together. It's something about the d- delivery together that it distinctly p- places them. You know, you know who they are. You know what their styles are how they flow, how they think, and, you know, all of that put together, you get these two artists. And, again, just the culture shock and the connection between them, you know, it's a New York thing, it's a crew thing. You know, they have, you know, Pro Era, Griselda, Beast Coast, and, you know, all these things, right? So it makes sense, and I think that's part of the reason why it does work. But at the same time, them being so different is what makes it work. But just because of that, I don't want a joint project. I would strictly love for it to be features, you know. And maybe a couple, one or two on an album at most, maybe three. You know, maybe they keep trading some tracks. But I would I would prefer it like this. And I feel like this is a, a stupid gripe, probably. But I was thinking about it and just to, you know, just how I was, just based on how I was feeling on the track. Because it, it feels like a fresh breath of air. It feels, Westside is on some, I guess for lack of a term, happy shit. But it still, it still sounds like, you know, it still sounds like some dirty shit. And that's how to Chuck Strangers, he produced this track and you know, from the tomb and, you know, plenty of other tracks him and Joey have been on. And so it was only right, you know, from 1999 to 2000, you know, we bring it back. But just thinking of other artists who complement each other, you know, when it comes to features, you know, and each other should, you know, Lucy's, I think Drake, you know, played around and figured it out with Future, because everything leading up to what a time to be alive, right? They were just killing it. Where else is that? You know, we know their track record, right? But generally, when it comes to, you know, blogging and, you know, just the media, what a time to be alive ranks really low on their discographies or the list of the, you know, when they're ranking their albums. I more or less put it down there because I really haven't listened to it like that, but the singles are great, you know, what, Jumpman and uh, What a Time to Be Alive, or Big Rings, that's what it was. But every other feature that they've done since then, so this was like 2015, 2016, this is around, um, if you're reading this, it's too late in views and that era, right? Summer 16, everybody love it, right? They've killed every 
fucking feature, just about. And yes, I'll put too sexy because I enjoyed it, bitch. Fuck y'all. It's it's not the greatest, it's not the best, but some about that bitch worked. But then life is good, of course. Wait for you with Tim's desires into deep. And I'm sure there's some other ones. But Drake, I feel like, or maybe even Future, you know, I think I need to give him some credit too, right? But Drake, people don't give him enough credit for, you know, thinking a lot of his shit, or at least his team, I, I, I would say. I, I think my, I don't think it's a criticism, but I think it's just a lot of people discredit Drake for what he's not when it comes to Kendrick or Cole and how they take their time and all this stuff. But when you think about their positions, like he has to sit and calculate most of the shit that he's doing. I would assume so. That being said, we have never gotten a full Drake and um, 21 Savage album, right? But every time these motherfuckers feature, it's nothing short of fire. Sneaking, which is a Lucy, and it didn't make more life, which makes me mad because I enjoy more life. And I would probably rank it higher if it was on there, especially if it was good on sequence. But I'll take it when I can get it, especially there's an actual music video for that bitch. Knife Talk, though. Mr. Right Now. Jimmy Cooks of recent, you know, honestly. Never mind. But name a Drake and 21 Savage feature that isn't fire. That isn't 8 out of 10 and up. You can't, especially if Metro Boomin is on that beat. Maybe a boy wonder. I think he did one of them. But just thinking of other possible, you know, tandems that could work together and possibly put a project out but produce great fucking features. J. Cole and Jit. I do not want a full project by these things at all. I'll, the most I'll go is Revenge of the Dreamers. But every time they feature on each other's shit or they get on that, you know, their their group cuts, they both, they really go for that shit at each other. You can see why Cole signed them. And then Benny the Butcher and Freddie Gibbs. We're going to avoid this because of recent bullshit, but it would have been cool. It should have been an EP or something, but hopefully they hash that shit out and keep giving us some features because Frank White is... Chef's kiss, my nigga. But then Kendrick and J. Cole, I don't ever want this project at all. They had a time that they could have. It came and went. Most I want is J. Cole producing for Kendrick, and we'll leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? But please give me or send me, you know, some other artists that sound good together when it comes to features, but you don't want a project. Or somebody that you think could put out some dope projects. I think just came to mind now. Fabulous and Jadakiss. They did one when it was Jason and Freddie. And then Dave East and Styles P did one. Like there's there's some there's some dope ones that do come out and just I don't wanna make it seem like I'm shitting, but let me know what's good, what's bad, 
and who can do it right. Before I go, again, please go check out 2000 by Joey Badass. Also, if you haven't already, go listen to Peace Fly God by Westside Gun. We got Stove God Cooks. We got Mac Mang. And then we got Matt Lib Derringer. So, please, go listen to those al- those albums. Peace Fly God is technically a mixtape. I don't know. It's a project. It's on streaming. Go buy that bitch. And if you're listening to this, and this is your first time listening, please go check out the rest of the HJ Click podcast and, you know, the first couple episodes of the Purple Room Reviews. And shit, thanks. Thank y'all for listening. If y'all are, keep listening. Shouts out to everybody in the UK. Y'all account for 2% of my listenership. Everybody else in the U.S., Anybody else around the world, we got to, there's a couple other countries or whatever, you know, the, the more I stay on my business, you know, we're we going to keep reaching out. Hit me at J-A-L-E-E-X-A-S-C-P at gmail.com and yellow buffalo with two L's at the end of it on Twitter and Jaleo X A-S-C-P on Instagram. But. Before I leave, Diddy opens out first sentence, right? He's playing piano. This is on 2000, right? And he's like, yo, you ain't know I can play piano, huh, nigga? And if you know hip-hop, you know music, you know Diddy, right? Hell, if you know MTV, you know Diddy. Right? All I got to say, I've been thinking about it all weekend. Bro, you're Diddy. I expect you to know how to fucking play piano, bro. Mary J. Blige, even Biggie, like there was melodies on that bitch. All, all, all the female music groups that he, like, if you didn't know how to play piano, I didn't feel lied to. And that's just, I, I that's not something I'm gonna accept. He, he's too great not to know piano at this point. He's he's a musical genius just like everybody else who is considered to be. You know, Ye was just at the BET Awards selling them, you know, how much he influenced him, you know, making decisions and all that. So it was only right that Bad Boy links up with the Bad Man, Joey Badass, on his new album, 2000. And with that, y'all please enjoy the rest of y'all day, y'all evening. Y'all enjoy the rest of the week. And soon enough, I will be in Florida. We're going to rock, man. And understand, I do this under purple lights. I'm nice. Peace.